What's up, everyone? This is The Open Perspective. My name is David. I'm here with my co-host, John. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing? I hope you guys enjoyed our previous podcast with Gardens and Seeds. <laughs> uh, as you should know, if you listened to the last one, that it is now a visual podcast as well. Um, this is my setup <laughs> with my uh, assistant you will my wife has has planned this <laughs> podcast room for some time since we first started the podcast actually um and it's changed quite a bit here and there but this is the first time that you guys are actually seeing it so i'm in my podcast room on one half of it john is in his um electronic sanctuary yeah it's a good way to look at right, it right um yeah. and these are our cameras and our current mic setups. So, and we're doing a new software today. So we're hoping that we have finally gotten to the best of what you can <laughs> see right now. See here and all of the above. We, we, we tested something out last time and we saw, you know, the different funds and different things that work and different things that don't. So at least now we, uh, we learned a lot just in one episode. So it's going to continue to grow in a way we hope that uh everyone enjoys yes so where were we where that was that was what a couple weeks ago we did that you know what is so hard for me to uh like to grasp time and it's not good from from a podcast perspective because (laughs) it's always like hey uh maybe we should record another episode because i think it's been a few weeks you know so (laughs) i I don't know how long it's been i'm hoping that we're somewhere in our two-week period but i'm not sure close we're close to it. A little yeah. over. A little, yeah. little tiny bit. Yeah, but we had, we had a little kink to work out. Yeah, we're usually a little over, so it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. It's fun. Yeah. So what's new in the, in the David open perspective world? Not not much since the last episode, to be honest. Um, nah. Nah, it's one of those things where it's like I finally was able to record another episode Felt like there was a lot of other things I was trying to work on that kind of happened around the same time. So I feel like I got a few things done. And then this last couple of weeks has just been kind of settling down, relaxing after getting stuff done. You know, had a good weekend with the family yeah. this weekend. Uh, just stuff like that. You know what I mean? No, it's good. It's always yeah. good to have a little bit of that after a, a huge push. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. How about you? So same old, you know, staying out of trouble, trying to at least. Yeah, uh, <laughs> got into uh, doing fish tanks again, but you know we'll do little small ones. We won't do large ones like we did in the past. Just a little, like it's like a Zen thing, I guess. You know? Salt or fresh water? Just fresh water okay. with plants Sa- and everything. Salt's where it gets a little crazy, right? It, it's. I think I'm better at it with salt personally, salt water tanks. But uh, fresh water is the first time I've done like plants in it, so like I'm learning about how to deal with plants i'm not really a big plant guy but i just kind of wanted the challenge of doing something um out of the box and out of the ordinary for myself right right it's fun a lot of chemistry figuring out like the different things that a plant needs not good at that (laughs) yeah so that's you know anyways yeah but other than that football season's almost over super bowl is next weekend super bowl is next weekend yeah um here in la so we get it's there for you too. Have you? Did you go over to the uh, Super Bowl experience at all? Do you plan on going at all? Wait, wait, wait. wait. What no. do you mean? 
What is the Super so Bowl? So the LA experience? Convention Center has like the Super Bowl experience going on. So you can go there and you can kind of like you can take a picture with the Lombardi trophy. Uh, players are signing autographs throughout the day from different teams. So not only just the teams that are in the Super Bowl. Well, I doubt they'll be there anyways. But is this only um, on Super Bowl Sunday or just like ongoing? No, it's all week. It's been going on since last week. Oh, I had no idea. And they have like stuff for kids. Like the girls can like run like a football obstacle course. They can throw a ball. You know, there are there's certain things. It's called the Super Bowl experience. So it's kind of fun. You get to see the locker rooms. They like recreate the locker rooms of how it looks and you kind of like go through it. I'm going to have to check this out. I mean, to be honest with you, out of all the sports, football is the one that I'm like least attached to. Uh, Ever since the Rams came to L.A., I've been trying to work on appreciating the team, if you will. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm loyal to L.A. So, yeah, it's um, if I'm going to like a football team, it's going to be L.A.'s football team. You know what I'm saying? They're Um, in the Super Bowl. They're in the Super Bowl. So, you know, this is building on that relationship, if you will, you know, (laughs) but uh, it kind of is just working out for the best, I guess you can say. Um, They're fun to watch. I like them. Um, But football for me has always been a sport just to watch the sport. You know, anytime I watch the Super Bowl, I enjoy watching it. It doesn't matter if it's a team I like or teams I don't like. You know, if it's a team I don't like, then obviously it gets more competitive because you want them to lose. Right. But yep. what I'm getting at is the girls don't know that excitement yet when it comes to football. They haven't asked questions to understand the game. They just started to when the guys were here the other day because when the Rams played the Niners, you know, oh. Ken came over. Um, Doug oh, you guys watched it? Yeah, 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 because they're Niner fans. So I always like to watch, <laughs> you know, the a game with fans of the opposing team. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. And the girls were kind of like, wait, so what team is ours and what's happening? And, you know, they started asking questions. So, you know, as time goes on, they'll understand more and I think they'll be more excited about it. Yeah, it's Kai's got into it. So he loves he, I think, loves sports in general now. So, like, he was really heartbroken when the Niners didn't go. So he's like, I had a consoler crying kid. Uh, He's kind of like a little bit of both. I don't blame him because of how big of a Charger fan I am. Right. And so he kind of roots with the Chargers because I live in, you know, I live and breathe it. And then he but obviously he has a connection to the Niners being that he's born in San Francisco and lives in San Francisco. So I told him to be a Niner fan. I told him, you know, you should root for where you're from and where your roots are. So it's it's funny that you uh, that you mentioned that because I've always said so, like, to me, you root for the team, your home team, you know, wherever you're from. Um, but then I've had friends that like other teams and I'm like, why would you like a random team from here or there or wherever? And they'll say, Oh, cause my dad was a diehard fan and that's what I grew up knowing. So I've always respected the fact that if you're a fan of a team, because that's what you were raised as, Mm -hmm. I respect that. You know what I mean? That's, that's to me, that's an even stronger bond. That's what, that was time with you and your pops. That's what you experienced as a kid. And now you're an adult and you follow that team. You know what I mean? It's so. it's interesting because the way that we treat we the way we treat sports in general in this household it's it's huge like you know Giants uh, Warriors you know obviously football so like it's, there's a lot of it going on and a lot of people watching uh, Kai was always asking me like why and why the Chargers you know that same concept mm-hmm. and I told him that was kind of like I spent my Sundays with my grandmother and my grandfather that way that's kind of like how we watched. And so like after I said that to him like that was my thing he started mm-hmm. watching football with his grandma and it was kind of fun to see. 
That's like he cool. would leave me on the couch and go watch it with her. I was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, those kind of concepts are just something that are new. I, and I told, I told the kid, like, you know, enjoy this because this, this can end at any moment. You know, the Warriors <laughs> cannot be good anymore. Giants won't be good any longer. And obviously the Niners won't be, you know, in play any longer. So, right. you know, he's enjoying the, the, the ride, but there is going to be a drought. You know, so I hope he uh, yeah. he understands that. Like for me, there's always been a drought. We've never won it. So, you know. <laughs> uh, but that's a that's a part of appreciating sports, though, right? You have to understand that yeah. your team's not always going to be amazing. You know, as a as no. a as a well, first as a Dodger fan, I remember when I was a kid going to Dodger Stadium and just feeling like, when are they going to ever do good? You know, like the, and they've always been a good team. They could just never yeah. do well. You know what I mean? Right. 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 And so I just remember growing up like, man, the Dodgers are never going to do go far or do really well in the season. But it never <laughs> stopped me from liking the, the team. You know what I mean? So then now right. as an adult, when they're doing really good, it's like, OK, cool. Um, but I think part of sports is that you have to understand, hey, your team's not always the greatest team. No. Yeah. Like, even when you yeah. have one of the goats on your team like Kobe, it doesn't necessarily mean it's they're going to always be the best, you know? Right, right. So. I mean, I remember Kobe's drought. He almost yeah. left. No, he did. You know that was. He almost left. Remember, he was, <laughs> there was always talk that he was going to leave. Yeah, no, I know. I, I remember that, and I was like, "No, don't leave." I lived, I lived in L.A. at the time, and I was like, "No, don't, yeah. don't do it." So, so yeah, for, it was um, for uh, basketball. What's your team? I've always followed players. I never really followed a team. We never really had a team in San Diego. So that's what I right? mean. We had like, the Clippers. If you had to name a, a team, it's never right now. Really... It's the Warriors because it's home, okay. right? So then it but has when always I... been a player thing for you, right? So before it was always Kobe, mm-hmm. and then it, then it was KD for a bit till KD right. left here. Um, now my like favorite player to watch is Clay Thompson. Yeah, that's like everybody's um, favorite. Well, the thing for me with him was he tore his ACL. Decided to still throw, shoot free throws and still tried to play. He ran the defense yeah. with a torn ACL. Like most people, when they like bruise their toe, all of a sudden are on the ground crying, right? Yeah. This dude like, you know, runs out on the floor, wants to play. And they're like, no, your knee's fucked up. You can't, you can't play. Yeah. So that kind of like grew for me, you know, and right. then he took two years off. Yeah. So, but you know, yeah. he's a legend, you know, his dad's a legendary Laker in I some know. You know, shape There's form. always that talk that he'll come down here, but I doubt it. Nah, he loves the Bay Area now. They've shown but, him a lot. I mean, you never know, though. Back to football, yeah. though. Something I wanted to mention for those watching or listening at home. If you're wondering why <laughs> I didn't decide to be a Charger fan, being that they're from L.A., <laughs> it's not because it's John's team and I just want to go against him. It's that... They're not from you know, I, I was a kid that would go to Charger Stadium in San Diego, you know. So for me, Chargers will always be a San Diego team. I can't feel the – it's a San Diego team playing in L.A. It's not an L.A. team. So mm-hmm. that's really what it yeah, feels no, like. They're not going back to San Diego. don't matter. They're stuck that, in And LA that's now. what everyone says, but they might as well be like the Angels and be the San Diego Chargers of L.A. They're, they're, that's what it's gonna be, right? They're yeah. they're just and especially after next weekend, depending on what the this, what the Rams do. If the Rams win, they're now the Clippers of the uh, of L.A. Oh, right? they for the sure, Clippers are. of the football, yeah. right? They already are kind of, which 
But yeah, yeah for sure, it's, after this yeah. game, they will be. But who knows? Who knows? You know, who knows? What's well, no, I mean, regardless, win or lose. I mean, unless the Chargers yeah. make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, then they can kind right, of fight right. that. But still, right. I think win or lose. Because the Clippers still. haven't done anything. Right. Even when the Clippers were great, what the Clippers have done is talk a lot of shit. That's what they have done. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They should go to their own stadium and do their own thing. They're getting one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think next to... It's um, over there by uh, SoFi. SoFi, yeah. Yeah. So what, everybody yeah. wants to be in Inglewood now, huh? All of a sudden. Everybody wants to go to Inglewood. Inglewood's no going to gonna, Inglewood. gonna be the next place that you go to. And you're like, wait, what? everybody says this place used to be really hood. <laughs> right. So Mac Ten was from here. What what happened? <laughs> right? I don't know. We'll nah, see, man. Know. We'll see. We'll see. But but yeah, man. So th- one thing I the the big reason why I wanted to like go over on this podcast was we kind of touched base on it last podcast uh, mm-hmm. when we talked about uh, the legendary uh, Virgil Abloh, yes. and when he passed away, it kind of hit us all like blindsided. Right? I mean, yeah. I was blindsided. I forgot where I was, um, but I think you were the first person to send the text out about it. And yeah. um, our group chat is kind of like that, where we kind of share news and opinions and a, a lot of things. It's not only just, you know, car related or week fest related. We sh- we share almost everything on it. Well, we, you know, it's kind of like why I don't like doing social media, because the people I really want to share my stuff with, I just share it on that, that chat. Right. So, um, but yeah, so like. It came out of nowhere. It was kind of one of those things where, you know, no one expected it. I didn't expect it. Um, it was the same thing with Chadwick Boseman, right? Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman, same thing. We were all kind of just sitting around, minding our business, and all of a sudden we hear about, you know, him passing away from cancer as well. So the uh, the topic, or at least the, the conversation that I was kind of interested in, is how people process that, those, like, kind of feelings. Like, how do people process, you know, not grief, but dealing with, their illnesses there are some people in this world who if they have a little cut on you know we talked about with the whole like i hurt my toe and all of a sudden i'm on the ground there are people you know who have a cut and they want to show everybody the cut and all this the process of getting it and then there are those who like virgil abloh and chadwick boseman that wanted to keep that to themselves and wanted it to be in private and only their closest friends uh kind of like not celebrated it but you know went with it with them Mm mm-hmm so the question for you is, you know, where do you feel? How do you feel about all that? How do you feel about someone who keeps it private? Or how do you feel about someone who decides to, you know, go out there and, 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 and show every step of the way of their process of the, uh, of the illness? For me, I feel like there's an amount of respect that goes along with that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of respect for it because I feel like, um you you you're not looking for sympathy, you know what I'm saying? Right. As far as, you know, I I feel and, and this is something I still am not sure with either one of them wh- how they mm-hmm. went about it, but I feel you should let those closest to you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um and share it with them because, you know, let them know that your time is limited, you know what I mean? Right, right, right try to spend time with whoever you can, however you choose to. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would think that it's fair for them and yourself to share that information with those close to you. 
as far as keeping it private, I respect that in the sense that it's not everybody's business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. And I think that by putting it out there, it it's it brings on an extra weight. It brings on extra questions. It brings on mm-hmm. things that you don't have the time nor energy to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So I right. feel like it's a smart right. thing to do. Um, I just think that it's a heavy thing to do. And I say mm-hmm. that because can you imagine both these guys, you know, Chadwick, first of all, I believe he was still doing some public appearances. I want to say he even finished a movie or something while knowing about it. Yeah, he, he was doing a movie. It wasn't Marvel related, but he, I forget the name of the movie. I, but um, he was doing a movie. He was doing like public appearances. I think he even did like a uh, a uh, college uh, speak speech. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just imagine having to carry that weight with you to do all those things, you know, and I know Mm -hmm. for sure Virgil definitely did a lot while knowing that he had cancer. And I just, you know, I don't know. I just it's a lot to take on. You know, I've always had this thing. um, I don't know. And and maybe it's different for other people. um, These ideas in my head of like life with cancer. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, one of the things that I've always wondered is if you find out you have cancer and your time is limited, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing. You don't even know if your time is limited. Half the time you're, you're trying to fight in hope that you'll be able to get rid of this cancer and live life mm-hmm. as a cancer survivor. So right. there, there's that part of it where I'm like, okay you're fighting and going through the process of trying to eliminate this cancer. So that's taken out all your time and your energy and everything. So at what point do you go, okay, I'm done fighting. I'm going to live what's left of my life and Mm -hmm. just continue on as much as I can. Right. Right. Then there's that first question. Then there's the, okay, if you know for sure your time's limited, there's nothing you can do. I've always wondered, like, in that situation, do you curl up in a ball and stay in your room and and, and sleep the rest of your life off? Or do you go try to live your life to the fullest for the limited time you have? Obviously, it's one of those things you'll never know until you're in that moment. Mm -hmm. But I think these are the difficult situations that appear when someone has cancer. So I think when I first found out about both of them, Mm-hmm. Um, those were all the questions that came to mind. I wonder if they were, you know, fighting to the very end. I wonder if they were miserable to the very end. I wonder if they had the ability to just enjoy everything they could to the very end, you know, and I, I guess that's a process of grieving, if you will. Right. But it's just like, to me, like with all this in mind, forget telling everybody about it. You know what I mean? Right. And I think and I think the people closest to him did know. Like, I mean, I think with with uh, Virgil and Kanye, I think there was a point where we were not we, but people in general were making fun of Kanye's hair when it was all super patchy. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. And I kind of think he did that on purpose. Oh, well, we all knew he did it on purpose, but we all thought he was like something's wrong. What was he doing? But I think he was probably doing that to be in solidarity, solidarity with Virgil. Yeah. Um, 
Because, like, you know, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Like, the whole Kanye thing uh, is very intriguing to me. I, I feel like, yeah. as of lately, I pay more attention to Kanye. Now, musically, I've always really appreciated Kanye from the very beginning. You know, I really mm-hmm. liked his style. As a producer, I really liked how he produced. Mm-hmm. When he did 808 and Heartbreaks, to me, that was a huge game changer musically. Because the way I pay attention to music... It was like, yo, mm-hmm. this this guy is doing something that in hip hop nobody would do. You know what I mean? Why would you make this right. singing, slowed down, electroish style beats? You know, like, why would you do that when you're a when you're a? I mean, he's he's developed out of the uh, tribe called Quest. You know, is a big fan of Dre's drums. Like, he's developed right. out of the greats. Right, so, right, right. to me, Kanye's still very much a hip-hop head. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and does this. And then I remember after that, I had a lot of respect for him because I felt like musically, you're just looking to push yourself further. And mm-hmm. then we kind of find out that in life, he's constantly looking to push himself further. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, everybody thinks he's crazy and there's all these negative things. Anytime anyone, anyone talks about Kanye... But anytime Kanye did something really crazy, I always try to pay attention to what the underlying thing is. Mm-hmm. So, like, with the hair, that was one of them. Everybody's like, man, Kanye is just... Yeah, what are you doing? This dude really is crazy. Look at how he's doing his hair. Like, it was just all these negative things. Like, a man can't just have a shitty haircut? Right, right, right. And there was, was a part really of me... You know, I mean, it was. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know me. I care about haircuts. And I, I want I know, them to look good. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So for me, I was like, bro, I don't know if you just didn't know what to do with the clipper in your own bathroom and you didn't have time to catch your barber and you were like, let me just do some off the wall shit. So it looks like I did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, you know, so I, I, I kind of paid attention, not like everybody else who, who like is mad about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But part of me was like, why is he doing There's a reason he's doing this. Why is he doing it? You know? Right. When Virgil passed, it was the first thing that came to mind, like. It related mm-hmm. to Kanye was mm-hmm. I think that he did that for Virgil right you know what I mean that that's the idea of of chemo making your hair fall out in patches you know what I mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. So, so yeah you know I can only I can only think that's what it was um, I think people also fail to realize how good of friends they really were Right. You know, I think that that people just look at it as like they were like uh, two big names in you know, in the same realm, if you will, and mm-hmm. in competition. But I mean, sometimes you're in competition with your closest friends. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily to to one up each other, but it's it's to lift each other up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that. um I mean, as close as they were, you know, I know how I feel about my close homies and mm-hmm. to find out about that, I'm sure it crushed them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing with, you know, how we deal with our emotions. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, it was, you know, like maybe that's how Kanye deals with it. And then maybe for a lot of people, how they deal with, you know, their illnesses and and some people just need to share the story which i kind of understand 
right? Sharing the story of your illness. And I understand that it's sometimes good to show awareness to it. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. to like, yeah, yeah. right. To get awareness to like maybe early detection of a, of a certain cancer or, you know, those kind of things. So I, I get like both sides. Right. And it's hard to say like what I would do in that situation because I, you know, I'm not in it, but right. I know what I would do in certain things in certain like parts where my mental you know state isn't really like complying with the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I understand their side where they kept it to themselves because sometimes, you know, you kind of just want to, you know, be in peace with things. And maybe they just kind of wanted to just keep their inner circle together and keep the inner circle together for as long as they could and use all the energy that they had left to keeping that together. Right. Cause you, yeah. like you said, then you're, you're fielding all these different energies coming towards you. Like what's going on? When did it happen? How, how, you know, that kind of stuff. And so maybe, you know, they didn't want to do all that. They didn't yeah. want their legacy to be, to be covered or remembered that way. Yeah. So I think there's knows? also, I mean, Another thing to to think about is that if you are living the rest of your life out to hopefully its full potential, I feel like the last thing that you want to do is to let everybody know because then naturally people are going to act differently. People are going to act differently. They're going to do things differently. They're going to ask less of you. They're going to expect less of you. And with these kind of guys, they're probably just like, yo, treat treat it like it is. You know what I mean? Right. Right, right, right. So. Maybe. Or, you know, maybe they had people who they didn't want to know because then they would be on them for negative reasons too. Right? Yeah. Your leeches and those folks that just kind of like are there for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know? It's like when you, I, if you come across something. Yeah. I mean, it, the topic is, is, is always very interesting as far as like, when you're private and when you're not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're a very private person. You know what I mean? Me now? Yeah. Me. You. Yeah. Now I used to not be now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, outside of, yeah. outside of your close circle, you're a very private person. Yeah. 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 And I like to think that I'm private, but I'm nowhere near as private as you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. when in the world of social media, Privacy is always a very interesting thing in general. And the reason why I say that is like there's a lot of things that I'll put on social media that people are kind of iffy about. Right. Like, man, I'm surprised you put that out there. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of things I will not put out. So Mm -hmm. I am very much someone who chooses what I'm going to put on, what I'm not going to put out. So when people think I'm putting everything out, they don't realize there's a whole lot I'm not putting out, too. You know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. And then you have people like yourself who don't put very much out. And then there's the mm-hmm. opposite end of the spectrum where there's people who put every single thing out. Like I can pull it to their house if I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that whole topic is, is interesting in itself where that comfort level comes from. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like I remember before I used to share everything. Everything mm-hmm. I ate, everything I was wearing, shoes of the day, <laughs> every day, what hat, right, you know, right. like we all did that. But then as time went on, I was like, eh, it's not interesting. A lot of it was like, ah, it's not really interesting anymore. Um, yeah. It, it's, it started to feel like it became a job and a chore for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really care. And it, 
then it just started to slowly become this whole like i'm just gonna just let my closest friends know what's cracking with it and then everybody yeah. else keep guessing yeah. I think I think for me, when it comes to so primarily for me, I'm on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference for me is like I never had social media before Instagram. I think I got Instagram right. before I got Facebook. I want to say um, mm-hmm. I never had uh, MySpace or anything that came before mm-hmm. that. Um, so when I got to Instagram, it was still a very small platform. Um, right. I don't think it, it was this thing where you would follow people you don't know and people you don't know would follow you. And even celebrities weren't even on it yet. You know what I'm saying? I remember so those days. As Instagram grew, I told myself I'm going to continue to move as I did in the very beginning of Instagram. So I've never, I typically don't follow people. I don't personally know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't even like the whole fo- following a lot of celebrity things. I, I don't do that. Unless it's uh, there's like something specific that I I, I want to follow that celebrity for. Mm-hmm. But there's people that'll be like, yeah, like your favorite rapper posted this. Did you see it? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't follow that person. <laughs> and they're like, but that's your favorite rapper. I'm like, okay, but I don't I don't know him. If I choose right. to 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 want to know what's going on with that person, I can go look at their page. I don't have to follow them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've always tried to keep it that way. So when I do post things, I'm still with them. Even though I've not made my page private, mm-hmm. I still am moving in a way that I'm posting to show specific people what is going on. Right. With also knowing that, of course, there's going to be people who can be seeing this that I have no clue who they are or realize that they're seeing it you know which is again Mm -hmm. why there's still a little bit of i'm not gonna post that you know right um but i don't know it's just one of those it's hard to say i mean we also have a podcast where we put one of you know some of our most vulnerable moments out and let people listen to it right i mean i guess yeah i guess there's the there's posterity somewhere with the emotions and what our thoughts i don't use instagram like i used to i don't know it just never became like it it was my favorite thing in the world and it changed i think for me i think a lot of the reposting um that was happening kind of killed it for me but Mm -hmm. uh i still use twitter substantially like a lot of people told me to get on twitter i just don't want another platform to like take soak up more of my time you know what i mean that's yeah yeah. Well, I, I, I cut off everybody else. Right. It's just Twitter. But Twitter does seem like um, something that's more my style. But at the same mm-hmm. time, the things that I am on Instagram for is more mm-hmm. the visual aspect. You know, I appreciate the good photography. I like right. looking at, you know, I, I am a guy who used to be on the car forums for hours a day. You know what I mean? So right. I still like to see people's builds the process, mm-hmm. the stuff that they put out, you know, in that aspect, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, Instagram is still cool when it comes to that. Yeah, um, I think so. I think so. And then, you know, back to the privacy thing, there's, there's, there's a part of me who's, how can I explain this? So I've always said in the grand scheme of life, right, that mm-hmm. I've, I would always want to, Mm. How can I word this? 
I, I don't like to use the word inspire. Right. I would like to make some kind of an impact. Right, right, right. In my lifetime, whether small or big. Right. That's right. never that's never been a concern of how big of an impact. Mm-hmm. But if I can somehow make an impact by the time I leave this earth mm-hmm. and being a little bit more public will help that to happen, then right. I feel like, okay, I can be a little bit more public. Does that make sense? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why and we say it all the time. Yeah. Like to me, that's why I am not as private as I would normally be, because how is a private person who doesn't talk to anyone going to make an impact? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I think we, we say that I say that at events all the time. I tell people, you know, think about the legacy you're going to leave. Yeah. Right. With the car. Well, I, I, from a car standpoint, not from a personal life standpoint, but more right. like, you know, we tell the car folks, the community, like, you know, think about the legacy you're going to leave behind. Right. You know, think about what what we're going to be known for. We have to pass on the uh, the the whole generational thing about cars. And you can see it already, like how cars are being built, you know, versus our generation, how we built our stuff and then versus what's being built now. So um, it's the same concept. Like we I've always felt like that's what I wanted to do. Right. With Instagram and with Facebook. But I think for me, it became overwhelming trying to run all these different types of social media, right? At one point mm-hmm. we were running four or five. We had Facebook, Instagram, um, Snapchat, you know, TikTok, right? Yeah. But Twitter always stuck. Twitter was something that we just kind of like wrote random stuff out. I just use it for like a random confessional, I guess. Right. You know, I don't follow many car folks on it. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I follow a lot of like um, sports and video games and like I don't, and then that's really it. But car stuff is there, but not as much as you know Instagram. I think car wise, I want to see it on Instagram if I was going to look at it because it's right. a visual thing. Right, 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 right. Even though you can share visual on 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 Twitter, but I think Twitter, you're mainly like it's almost like a podcast. You're kind of having a conversation. A lot of times, you're having the conversation alone with yourself. <laughs> That's a lot of times what Twitter is. But um, you're having a conversation. So, right. I don't know, it's still fun for me. It is time consuming though. Twitter can be. Yeah, you go I, into, I just don't need any more opportunities to go into black holes. You know what I mean? How many black holes we go th- go through on a nightly basis? Man. Right? Yeah. So. Before but yeah. I had kids, the YouTube black holes were wild, man. Like, I would just dig for music. You know, small yeah. people just posting, like, covers or people posting, you know, just right. whatever. They'd have minimal amount of followers, and I'd be like, yo, this this person's amazing, whether it's you know, uh, singing, rapping, uh, right. just playing instruments, whatever. But it was, that was my black hole. You know, I'd be there till four o'clock in the morning and just be like, man, I found this new person, you know? So it, it, I don't know. I have that tendency, I guess you can say of where you can get stuck on the social media platform, you know? No, it makes sense. You know, yeah. well, like anything, you know, back to, you know, back to the whole like emotions and our, our way we keep things. I I heard this analogy in the past, I don't know, maybe in the past two weeks, maybe even mm-hmm. sooner. But the analogy of like when we hold our emotions, we bottle it in. It's like a it's like a champagne bottle. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you, champagne bottles, when you open it, they're not supposed to pop off like that. They're not supposed to every time you open it, spray it everywhere. Like mm-hmm. you're in some kind of club. Right. It's supposed to just make a little pop and 
you slowly pour it out. But when you bottle it up and shake it around and, you know, manipulate it in that sense, the moment you let your emotions out, you know, it explodes and pops off. So like where, when you hold those kind of things in, like, you know, an illness or any kind of mental issue, if you don't properly release the pressure, you know, it can create some volatile moments and, uh, and, and things like that. So it's always good. I always felt appreciated uh, that I appreciated the fact that I had you and I had the guys and I had our circle, whether it's this circle that I have with you guys or even my other circle of like my other, my other close friends from other, you know, genres um, of life that it's, it, I just hope that people figure out a way to kind of keep these emotions from being bottled up like a champagne bottle and exploding like a champagne bottle down the road. Yeah, that's that's for sure. The other thing for me is like, I I don't want to bottle anything up. You know, I try to let out as much pressure as possible. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I'm definitely in that sense, like a champagne bottle, you know, and I think the more that I share and the more that I talk to people and do things, you know, that doesn't happen anymore. So that's true. Like, you know, I think I think it's very important. I think it's important for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. I think so. And I like, you know, I've gone through it, gone through it recently. And so like, you know, when, when you go through these moments, you know, you have your family and then you have, um, you know, your friends. And so you kind of go through the steps, right? I went, my steps was always, you know, the family first. And then after the family, it, it'll usually trickle down to, to the two groups that I, I'm closest with, which is you guys and another good group of friends. And so we, we always have to look at, that and I think a lot of people don't have that or understand that concept of like leaving their emotions in and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And if you keep your emotions out too much, you lose all the fizz. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then your, your champagne's flat. Yeah. So yeah. There's, the, there's the other end, <laughs> yeah, the other end of that uh, aspect. Yeah. Right. So I mean, where do you find a, that balance? It's honestly a struggle for some people. I've had some very close friends who are people who just, don't really share any of their mood or what they're going through or anything like that. And I think that thankfully I feel like I've been able to, um, I guess break through if you will, with those friends of mine and have them realize Mm -hmm. how much it, it matters to share, how much it matters to let some of that out. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've seen a difference in those people, you know what I mean? Because, it's crazy how many people you think don't ever get mad or upset and they're always happy, but yet mm-hmm. those are the people who just choose never to share their emotion at all. Right. And then when you get them to the point where they will share their emotion, how different they seem, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. usually for the better, you know? Um, sometimes when people are always in a good mood and always happy, there's a part of it that comes off a little bit fake. And then you realize right. that, that 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 slight bit of fakeness that you kind of were catching, mm-hmm. it was fake because they were hiding their emotion. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So I don't know. Everybody's different, I guess you can say. But I think that everybody goes through stuff. And yeah, most of the time sharing it is good. I mean, you know, for anyone who's listening, my friends, people I don't know, people I've never met you know, everybody that's listening, my, you can reach me anytime, anywhere. 
I may not post a lot on social media, but I still see the messages and I still see so that. So y'all can always reach out to myself, David. I'm sure David is, feels the same way. Y'all going through a rut, you know, find us. We'll help you. I've actually, I've actually built some pretty strong relationships over that, man. I've had people who right. I just kind of know reach out mm-hmm. to me for some very serious stuff. Um, and then through conversation, just get to know them so well that it's like, yo, now, now I have a connection with that person. You know what I mean? Right. I guess it's one of those things where it's, uh, it's like to, to, to show that it, it's not just talk, like there's some reality behind it, you know? A lot of people just don't know how to deal with their vulnerabilities too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, finding a safe, a safe spot for it or a safe zone is uh, is helpful for a lot of people. On the flip side, the thing that really irritates me too is when people always talk about like uh, mental health and, you know, be concerned about mental health and talk to those people mm. and this and that. And then the second that someone is not quite mentally healthy, right? Yeah. We're not talking about crazy. They not fully right, right, mentally right. healthily, you know, just like someone who eats right. shitty food all the time, right? Like, hey, they just need to get on a, on a good meal plan and start eating a little bit better. Maybe go for <laughs> a few jogs in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So, what's the difference? Mental health. They're not they're not crazy, but right. some stuff's just not right, and they need to find that vegetable, mental vegetable, that mental jog. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But getting beat up in the process is never going to help. You know, no. And, and talking about people like who treat some bad. talking about private, private and public people. I mean, look at Kanye right now. He's going through a mental situation right now. And people will just want to knock him for it. You know. It's kind of brutal. I, feel I mean, for the don't guy. get I me mean, wrong. For, for, for a famous person, it's a very public situation. But right. It's just like the whole Joe Rogan thing right now. Oh, yeah. People yeah. will fucking get attacked unless they go out of their way to make it a public thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. The they're whole, literally, like, they're literally trying <laughs> to cancel Joe Rogan right now. They're going to find every way to do it. First, it was... Yeah, they're going I, through everything. And, uh, you know, we could have a conversation about this because you're usually pretty good about finding fact versus uh, false information. But that podcast that Joe Rogan did with... Um, was he a doctor or whatever? Right, right, right. They're the trying doc, to say that's one. false information, which even if it was real information, I expected them to call it false and make a big deal about it. Because right. the type of information it is is very sensitive information. Mm-hmm. So then they want to sit here and say, oh, it's false information. This dude doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, right. false information. People weren't really paying attention to the fact that you were sitting here crying. It's false information. So now what? He's a racist. Right. Now that's the thing, right? They went yeah. back and went through all these episodes looking for whatever racial undertones he had. Joe Rogan ain't racist. I don't know. I'm not I don't I'm not I'm <laughs> not buying I'm not buying that he's racist. One. Two, yeah. the timing is horrible. You can't tell me that it's yeah. not related. And then I promise right. you, after this racism thing, something else is coming. Right. And I really some, hope some, it's something not, else will be found. I really hope it's not some sexual thing where it's like, oh, Yeah, that's kind of what they go after next. But it's just too obvious. Right. I hope they're well, a little bit better than is. that. But no, something's going to for sure come after the racism thing. Even if that picks I, up I, a little I, bit and people start to be like, you know what? Joe Rogan really is kind of racist, bro. Like, and, all his, all, and you know what? Unfortunately, like all his black homies right now. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. But all his black homies are going, no, wait, good. I've never gotten a, a, a racist vibe from this is the homie. 
Right, right, right. Right, right, right. And it's it's tough. And it's a lot of it could be out of context. And yeah, maybe he shouldn't have used, you know, the word that, you know, that they're all calling him out on. Maybe he shouldn't have. Right? Be, I'm saying something wrong and saying something saying something wrong, saying something that you shouldn't say without a filter and being racist are very different things. Right. Right, right, right. But a lot of times people don't see that though. They don't they re, they just read between the lines kind of thing, right? And the part that yeah. irritates me the most if I'm being honest, most of the mm-hmm. time the people who want to sit here and call him racist, like whoever is mm-hmm. going, "Oh, Joe Rogan's a racist." They're mm-hmm. probably racist themselves of some sort. Yeah, right? for sure. Like the, yeah. the thing is the people yeah. who always want to point That's, the finger, yeah. it's like, "Bro, you're the racist one, but yet you want to sit here and point the finger." Right. Takes it's, one to know one. Is that it's the, not the person who's being victimized, is what I'm getting at. It's right. not the person who right, right, literally right. was like, "Yo, Joe Rogan, how could you talk about us like that?" No. Right, right. There's no one saying that. It's someone on the sideline right. going, "Oh, that guy's a racist." Right. I don't know. It's such a touchy subject. I feel for it. I feel for everyone because you're just making, you're just bringing negative light out. The energy is all negative now. Yeah. And the fear is now like. Anyone who does stuff like what we do, right, with our podcast and what we right. do, they're all going to think it's a negative context now, right? Yeah. When there's yeah. great podcasters out there, not everyone has to have a controversy like Joe Rogan to to sell or to, to be listened to, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like for smaller podcasts and smaller content creators, they're going to get hit pretty bad because of this whole Joe Rogan thing. You think so? so? I don't know because then people are going to start to like pull back, I think. I think people are going to start like – you know, like holding back. And if you really have nothing to hold back for, then you should, you know, put your vulnerabilities out there and, and put, create content. Right. But yeah, you know, like we're, we're not, the, we're not going to go out here and create things that are going to sell viewers. Like that's not right. what we do. Right. We just want to have a conversation between each other with guests and kind of help people open their perspective on life and, and things that they do in general. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tough. I, I feel for, for him. I feel for Kanye. Kanye's going through some stuff. I mean, it's not easy to go through family-related stuff by yourself. I mean, my issue is, one, he's by himself. Two, he's going up against one of the toughest families. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mob. Three, <laughs> three they've, they've constantly tried to, you know, bottle that dude into uh, being a horrible person. So it's just more fuel to that fire. It's tough. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to be quiet about it? No, you're going to, no. if you, if you yeah. really are, you know, believe in yourself, if you really believe in the situation, you're going to kick and scream as loud as you can. You know what I mean? Those are his kids, too. I mean, I know as a father. Right, right. As a father. If I was going fathers. through any of that shit, bro, I'd be, <laughs> trust me, you'd be like, this motherfucker is crazy. Because guess what? I would be crazy. I would be crazy for my kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would do the craziest things for my kids. You know? Right. I don't, care, I don't care what you call me or how you think of me. I care about my kids at that point. Nothing right. else matters. Right. So do you think he no. cares about how he's coming off? No, bro. He just wants nah. to make it very clear that, you know, my relationship with my children is being hindered. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I got The kids are everything, right? For yeah. me, at least, too. Yeah. These yeah. two knuckleheads. Making me feel old. My two kids make me feel real old this weekend. Absolutely crazy right now, <laughs> but I still do anything for them, man. They make me feel old. Old. I'm not looking kid, at 
Your kids are starting to look old, bro. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I looked at my oldest. I looked at Keone the other day. I'm like, dude, you got a full, like, facial hair thing now going on. What the hell's going on? You're not supposed to have that anyways. Your school doesn't allow you to have facial hair. You just shave it off. But he wears a mask, so he doesn't shave. Huh? Did you have to teach him how to shave? Yeah, I did. Mm. That was funny. Yeah, I bet. They see, you won't, have to, you won't have to deal with that, but I had to teach him how to shave. <laughs> and he I cut mean, himself, I'd obviously, I'd the first fun. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was he, had a big, he had a huge cut, like, right here. Um, Dude, I remember. I think it's probably why he hasn't shaved. So, I don't know if you know this. I'm pretty sure you probably know it, but <clears throat> I shaved my beard with a straight-edge razor, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first started doing that, the chunks of skin that I would cut out, man. <laughs> Dude, like just the idea oh, of it right man. now is like, uh, I even did it the other day. Like still to this day, I had a dull blade and I just put like a straight line in my cheek. And I was like, that's <laughs> tight. Cool. You know what I mean? So I can imagine nah. a kid first time shaving. It's always fun. Oh, yeah. He, he took a good chunk of his cheek. out, But he wears a mask at school. Yeah. Right. So they can't check him for his. Any- he, he said that to me. He goes, well, I wear a mask. So, my, you know, it doesn't matter. There I'm like, go. yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, I. I yeah he makes me feel he made me feel really old i was sitting next to him at that restaurant i looked over i'm like man yeah i bet man full grown full grown almost i mean three years he'll be 18 yeah three years i mean what were we doing three years ago we were watching the super bowl in hawaii that's crazy three three years ago think about that he'll be 18 just as fast as this whole pandemic has happened yeah that's crazy. We were watching J Lo and Shakira on the halftime show. By the way, I think that I said that this halftime show might be the only one to chop to top J Lo and Shakira. <laughs> might sound crazy, but I like music that much that I think it'll top no, no. that. It'll be uh it'll be a very interesting um halftime show. You might get it. Because that Shakira J Lo one's good. Yeah. You might get a kick out of this, and I don't think I'm going to do it because, honestly, I'm not in the mood to host, and I don't want a bunch of people over here and wind up spreading some kind of COVID or something. But <laughs> I was thinking about doing a West Coast uh, Super Bowl party. Everybody has to dress mm. up as, like, West Coast gangsters they can, as they can uh, <laughs> think of. And even if you want to mimic, like, your favorite rapper or whatever, but the idea is that everything would be West Coast. All the music, I'd set up a playlist ahead of time. All the music would be West Coast rap. And we watch the halftime, you know, we watch the show, watch the halftime show and all that. Right, right, right. I don't think I'm going to do any of it. <laughs> I am, I'm going to have a guest, one guest. Oh, I heard about weekend. that. I heard about that. Yeah, we're, we're going to go eat well, too. I right bet. after the Super Bowl. I bet. Super Bowl's over. We're going to our, we're going to, I'm going to have a pre-Valentine's date. With two people. <laughs> you know, pre Valentine's date with uh with Dougie and Michelle. So it's gonna yeah. be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun. Dougie's gonna Yeah, have, it'll be great. Yeah, he's gonna have the time of his life, man. He says he yeah he's he's uh he's excited. I mean Kai was bugging me on Sunday, he's like, Where's Uncle Dougie at? How come he's not here yet? I'm like one more <laughs> <Wrong> week. Wrong Sunday. <laughs> one more week. He wanted me so. to go with him too, and for good reason, because I would I would you know, I definitely want to go up there for the same thing, but Right. Um, I was just like, nah, man, I can't, I can't do the, the fast turnaround trip like that. It's a fast trip because he's literally coming up Sunday and coming home Monday. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really fast trip. But you yeah. know, it's House of Prime Rib, bro. Still haven't had, dude. I went to Lowry's actually with Dougie not too long ago, and I asked him if. Oh, they, you guys went. Asked him if they could grill the, uh, 
the uh, prime rib because you were saying that and the house of prime rib does it. They're like, no, sir. We yeah. only we, it's no. right here. We just cut it off this or or, or nothing. And I said, man, just give me the ribeye. They they wouldn't grill the prime rib at uh, Lowry's. No. Nope. So I just got the mm. ribeye. I didn't even get it. Mm. Oh, that's good because I'm glad Dougie went to Lowry's recently. So now he can tell me what he liked better when he goes there on Sunday. Yep. yep. So and he'll tell you. Be, for uh, sure. It'll be interesting. Oh, I know. I I I haven't had Lowry's in years, so I, I and I'm I'm biased. House of Prime Rib is my jam. I still want to try it. Maybe I'll just come up there just to go to House of Prime Rib and then come back home. That's what he's doing, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I, I told him, like, hey, you know that Super Bowl Sunday too, right? And we, we had no idea. We I forgot that they extended the season one one yeah. game. So. so he's like, cool, we'll watch it there. Too bad it ain't going to be a Niner party. Thank God it ain't a Niner party. I was going to say, you been should be happy, bro. Cause he, yeah, you definitely would have been outnumbered. The, the, when the Niners went and we were in Hawaii watching it, my house was just decorated in Niner gear. Because you know Michelle knew yeah. I was gone, so she was like, "Yep, Dad's all the out of the house. Out. We could do all Niners." Yeah. They did. They had Niner signs up. They had like Niner napkins, Niner plates. It's like, ah, can't That's do it. Funny. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> nah, but yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun Super Bowl. I hate not watching the Super Bowl with you guys though. So yeah, that's how I feel too. I think that's why it doesn't yeah. feel the same. No. Anyway, and, uh, last Super Bowl, my TV broke. Oh yeah, last Super Bowl. Not like during the you, game. You, you didn't smash it like that. Uh, no, no, no. It just it stopped. Viral, it. Right? <laughs> just no, kidding. no, no. Backlight went out and nah, I no, couldn't I'm watch kidding. the Super Bowl. I'm kidding. I remember that. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, I was kind of unhappy about that. But anyways, but cool. That was fun. Yes. If anybody has well, any I mean, feedback, uh, now you can comment on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. You've always been Thanks able watching to comment on, on the... Uh, on the other platforms, right? Yeah. Well, see, in some I shape see or the form, comments yes. on um, what is it? SoundCloud that we're on. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the comments yeah. on SoundCloud. I haven't noticed them on Apple or, and I never check. Uh, uh, I haven't checked YouTube in a while. What's the other one? Not Apple, but um, Spotify. Spotify. Never checked that, unfortunately. Right. But yeah. maybe we should. I I'm, I don't. I just don't get into the whole stats thing. You know? No, no. I just if, if people have any questions yeah, yeah, no, it makes or sense. they feedback yeah, 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 yeah. on based yeah. on what we were just yeah, talking yeah. about and being reachable yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff, um, yeah, please reach out. I always, yeah, and thanks. Thanks for watching the YouTube. It looked like a good amount of people watched it, even though I didn't think yeah. they would. And uh, it was long. It was long. <laughs> it wasn't the best. I hope this one's a lot better. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this should be. Uh, it already feels better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So, yeah, um, so. yeah we'll see. But thank you guys. See, but yeah. And hopefully thank you we'll everyone see you for in listening. two weeks. Oh yes, you will. Thank you again, everyone. Have a good night. Good night.